My name is Dominique Drew, and this is The Art of Attraction, the premier podcast to elevate your relationships, your life, and yourself. I'm your host, Dominique Drew, an intuitive, a spiritual guide, and a seasoned expert in men's relationship coaching. I've used the methods in this podcast to completely transform my own life and relationships, and now, high performers in every industry hire me to help them do the same. Here, you will learn how to solve the issues in your inner world which keep you from real fulfillment, deep intimacy, freedom, and authenticity. Welcome to the next stage of your evolution. Hello, everyone, and welcome to The Art of Attraction with Domini Drew. I am your host, Domini Drew. Whoops, my microphone's falling down. It's fine. I, I intended that to happen. Uh, thank you guys so much for joining me. Uh, we have a great show lined up for you today. Today, I really want to focus on uh, answering your questions, which I really enjoy doing because, you know, this work is really more about uh, helping you through what you're going through rather than... Um, you know, just just sitting up here and, and teaching, you know, some some things which may or may not be relevant to you. I mean, hopefully everything's pretty relevant. If you're a big fan and follower of the show, you'll see that I cover a uh, a wide variety of topics, and um, and and that's really because what I do here is solve the underlying problem that is causing the issue that you're struggling with, as opposed to directly addressing the problem itself. Okay. And so what we're really doing is we're solving more problems than just the ones that we appear to be solving, which is fantastic, right? Um, so if you have a question and you'd like to call in today, then the number to do that is 828-333-4686. And again, that's 828-333-4686. So, uh, so feel free to go ahead and call in. I've got lots of, um, uh, uh, time and space available here. I've got some questions that I have had um, clients asking recently that I'm going to go ahead and, and address as well. But um, but really, I, I want this to be a, a back and forth. So I really invite you to uh, to go ahead and, and call in. So yeah. So as I was as I was saying, you know the um, the art here, right? The the art of attraction is. Um, is really about solving those underlying issues, right? For example, I, you know, I work with single men. I help single men attract life partners to personal and relationship coaching. However, you know, a lot of the work is not actually so much about dating because really you don't really have dating issues, right? You have personal issues that show up in your dating life. And so um, we could, I could fix it. You know, you could come to me and you could say, you could say, oh, I, I can't read signals, right? I'm not, uh, I'm not able to tell when someone's interested in me or not. That's, that's like a legitimate issue, right? So then what I could do is I could say, okay, well, when a girl does this, then she means that, and you can um, you know, respond this way. And if you do this, then you'll get that result. And there's a number of reasons why I don't approach it in exactly that way. One of those reasons is... Um, that, that's really not my area of expertise, 
to be perfectly honest. Right. I don't, I don't know what to do to make someone else do something like that's not, that's, that's a level of, of, um, you know, in, in that work, you have an agenda. Well, I want her to like me and she doesn't. Okay. So we're already arguing with reality. So if you guys are, uh, are, are fans of this show or regulars on this show, you'll know that, you know, I, 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 I teach a lot about what happens when you argue with reality, right? Now, that's not to say that you're never going to have an agenda in life or want anything. Of course you do. You want to be successful and you're not yet, right? You want to be in a relationship, but you're not yet. Um, and so that's that's fine. That's not arguing with reality. That's just having a desire, right? That's having a, um, a longing, uh, a want, right? If you you know, have a woman who you've been interested in for some time, or even if you've been in a relationship with and the relationship is ending and you're fighting against that, or you're trying to keep her, or you're trying to make her more interested in you. That's when you're arguing with reality, right? The reality is she's not interested in you, right? The, uh, to, to argue with that would be to say, I'm going to make her interested in me or she definitely is interested in me, right? Some, some denial or some delusion there. Um, but either way, you're, you're trying to fight against what is, right? And every time you fight against what is, you lose, actually. It may not, you may not even notice that you lose, but there is no winning against reality because reality is, right? Now, you can um, not accept reality, right? Um, you can, uh, you can pretend it's a different way, denial, right? You can, um, make up worlds in your head, um, and live in those worlds instead, delusion. You can fight against it. Um, you can, you know, deny that it's happening. You can, um, work really hard to, to, to change it. And what you'll experience is this kind of sensation of banging your head against a brick wall. Right, or against a closed door. And so, um, and so what, what happens is the, the brick wall doesn't tend to move, depending on the size of your head and the brick wall. For the most part, for this analogy, let's assume that brick wall is not going anywhere, right? So you're going to end up with a headache and nothing else that's different from before you started banging your head against a wall. So when you think about it in such obvious terms, it's like, oh, who would bang their head against the wall? Well, the answer is everyone. <laughs> At one point or another, everyone. Because, because we have these ideas in our heads of what the life should be like. And, uh, and it's, it's not like those ideas in your head. And so life is just, it is what it is. And then you decide it should be something else. Now there's a split that happens, right? Only within you, because again, life isn't going isn't gonna to shift anything really. So life is doing what it does. You come at it and you say, nope, that's not going to work for me. I definitely want this person to love me, or I definitely want, you know, this job, or I definitely want, you know, to be a brunette when I'm blonde, you know, whatever it is that you, um, you know, I, I want, I want to be loved. I want to be accepted. Um, I want X, Y, and Z. And so you, you go about it in the way that you think is logical and rarely get the results that you want. And so the problem persists. Okay. So there's a, there's an element here of what I call allowing. 
And allowing is the first step to achieving what you want, allowing reality to be what it is. Because if you want to get from A to B and you know, you're banging your head against a brick wall at A, the first thing to do is to stop banging your head against a wall. Right. The first thing to do is stop digging the rut that you've found yourself in. And that's what arguing with reality does. So, and, and this can be really quite subtle. It's interesting. I was noticing it in myself just earlier. I was, you know, running an errand out and it's it's incredibly hot where I am. And I I found myself, you know, I was, I was, I'm, I'm pretty, you know, clear and pretty expanded and pretty um you know, up and, and happy and, and great these days. And so I, um, I noticed when there was a little dip in that and it was around the heat and I sort of had, it was almost a thought, thought didn't quite form, but almost a thought of, um, this is uh, like, oh, this is, it's, it's too hot. Or, um, I, I wish it weren't so hot or something where the heat sort of impacted me and I felt this kind of negative impact. And then I noticed it right away and I thought it is this hot. And as soon as I realized that, the whole experience shifted. This is, it's, it's this hot now. Now, that's the reality, right? And I'm not saying, you know, roll over and let what is, is, you know, what is be. That's, that's what we would call life by default, which would be in this scenario, sitting there being miserable in the heat and bitching about it all day, which I think is what a lot, if not most people would do, right? Um, and so instead, the, the reality is it is that hot. No matter how much I want it to cool down, it's not going to until it is going to. But that is out of my, my experience, right? Out of my realm of control. So here's my option. I can either wilt in the sun or I can move myself out of the sun into the shade. That's the part that I can control. So I can fight against the heat bang my head against a wall, or I can take action and fix the problem, go into shade. See what I mean? So, so, so this, this arguing with reality or this, um, fighting against what is, is, is a different thing than, than creating a life that you want. Okay. Fighting against reality. What I don't, I don't mean, you know, oh, you're fighting against, you don't have the certain job. So don't go for that job. By all means, go for that fucking job. If that's what lights you up. Go for it. Okay. That's, that's your system talking to you. That means you need to have this job. So, um, if you, you know, but, but if you want that job, go for it. Don't, however, deny the fact that you don't have it, right? This is where I am now. So what people tend to do is because they're unhappy now, they tend to put themselves in a different place. I want that other job. I want that other, you know, situation, girlfriend, life, boat, house, location, happiness level, spiritual capacity. I want those things. And so the first step is, okay, I don't have it. And that's okay. Doesn't mean you're not going to get it doesn't mean you don't want it and you're not going to put everything into going for it. That's great. Right now, you don't have it. Right now, it's hot. Okay. I can either sit in the heat or I can move myself. Move yourself. Uh, I hate my job. Well, you can spend your life bitching about your job or you can get a different job. Because in this country, we can do that. And that's pretty fucking cool. So I would use that. 
it's amazing the number of people that sit in um, in uh, in idleness, you know, that sit in um, victimhood instead of acting. And there are so many other people in the world who truly can't change their surroundings. Um, not ultimately, of course, they they can change their surroundings, um, but have a much harder time. <laughs> you know, they have totalitarian governments, or they have you know, they want to worship and they, and they can't in the way they want. I mean, like just really basic things that we take for very much for granted, um, in, in, uh, in my country, which is in the U S. Um, and so, and, and so it's, it's, it's interesting to sit and see such apathy, um, in, you know, in, in my, in my surroundings, people being like, well, I'm in this job, but it's fine. It's good enough. It's like, if it's good enough, great. Then don't bitch about it. Let yourself be happy where you are. If it's not enough, also don't bitch about it. Go fix it. You know, there's nothing that you cannot reach if you put your mind to it. The question is, what's keeping you from putting your mind to it if you're not, right? So uh, Flex, uh, we've got a question here on Facebook. Uh, I'd like to ask, what is the best way to get rid of hatred and distrust towards women coming out from past wounds? Any simple advice? Okay. So that's a really, really, really great question. Okay. Um, So let me just read this out to everyone again. I'd like to ask, what is the best way to get rid of hatred and distrust towards women coming out from past wounds? Any simple advice? So this is... um, this is a really great question. I'm so glad that you asked this, Flex. Thank you so much. Um, there's a lot of hatred and distrust towards women. Uh, it's not something that is often uh, spoken about a whole lot. And that's um, that's a shame because it is, right? Again, so um, so what you're... So the reality, right? The reality is there is hatred and distrust towards women that exists in both women and men, right? That's the fact of the matter. Uh, But because of our sort of society, that's not sort of an acceptable thing to talk about. In one way, that's a positive because it's not something that people sort of bitch about or is normalized in our community, in our society, which is great because otherwise there'd be a lot of negativity um, sort of that was was out and okay. Um, But on the other hand, you know, it, it would be really useful to have a, um, you know, a, a place where you can really be honest about your feelings about women, you know, what, even if they're incredibly negative. And I've had even clients who come to me um, who have hatred and distrust towards women are hesitant to say it, right? It's sort of something that's not said these days. So hatred and distrust towards women um, is, is, is common. Most people will have it towards one person or another. Now, Flex, your specific question, um, uh, your specific question is, uh, looks like it's around past trauma, right? So you've had really bad experiences with women and then, and now that's led you to distrust. Okay. So the way to move through that is to find what the underlying belief is that has formed from um, from your past experiences. Okay. So let me look at the wording of your question again. 
um, hatred and distrust towards women coming from past wounds. So what you need to do is if there's, if there um, negative patterns that have come from a past relationship, then something has not gotten processed through from that um, relationship. Okay. So something about the grief, um, the, uh, the, something hasn't healed, right? Cause you're still holding on to it. So So if, if there's under, well, there's, okay, this could be two different things. So I'm going to address them differently. Let's, let's say, so in the one situation could be you had zero distrust and flex, if you're still listening and you can clarify this question, that would be great. Or if you can call in, that would be great. Uh, and forgive me, I forgot to put the, uh, the number out again, but it's, uh, if you guys want to call in, it's 828-333-4686. Okay. So so from, from your question, it sounds like that came from a specific relationship. More often, though, it's actually a pattern from childhood that shows up in your relationships, okay? So you have an experience where your mom goes on vacation when you're a kid and you're, you're young and you didn't know she was coming back and you felt abandoned, right? And it developed into trust issues with women, okay? The way to solve that is exactly what I do in my uh, eight-week program in my Art of Attraction, right? So you actually go to, um, you, you go back to that initial experience. We find that initial experience and we address it there at the very core of that problem. Because there's something in you, if you are finding yourself attracted to women who are untrustworthy, then you're, you're carrying something in you that's attracting you to those particular people, right? You're, um, you know, you, you, you're actually drawn to them, right? You're carrying some kind of belief. So, so if you're, let's say that that situation is what happened. So in, when you were young, your mother left and, and you were, you know, you, you felt lost and abandoned, okay? So then there will be a, I'm not going to let that ever happen again. Okay. There'll be a, so in that, in that child, in that moment when that child has that realization, a couple of things happen. One is they decide that's what all, they they conclude that that's what all women are like, right? Women will leave me or women can't be trusted or yeah, hatred. Mm -hmm. Hatred will be on top of that. So that, that distrust or this, or, or abandonment, they will leave me conclusion, right? there will be um, a huge amount of pain that is elicited from that, okay? There, like underneath that, there'll probably be something like, I'm not enough, right? Because why do they leave? In other words, the child thinks everything's about him, right? She's leaving because I'm not good enough, as opposed to she needed a vacation, right? So they draw the conclusion of what women are like. They decide that, um, you know, this, this hurt a huge amount. And so they don't want to ever let it happen again. There's the defense. I won't let this happen again. Do you see how that's the moment of arguing with reality? I won't let this, this will never happen again. It's like, well, the future hasn't happened yet, so it might. And in profound irony, <laughs> that decision leads it to happen over and over and over again for the rest of your life. Okay. 
And then there's the pain of that hurt so, so much that I was abandoned by the woman who's supposed to love me the most. Okay. So that's the first thing is, ouch. And then that gets covered up by hell no. And then that gets covered up by, you know, by, okay, never, never again. Right. And so the conclusion piece um, really moves into um, what women are like. Okay. Well, women are like this. So in order to get this response for them, I'm going to do this. Okay. Women will leave me because they're untrustworthy and I'm not enough. Right. Or I suppose the, the real shape would be underlying belief of certainty that I'm not enough or I'm not worth staying for. Denial of that, I'm going to make them stay. That could also be another response to this, um, to this scenario, right? Women are untrustworthy, so I'm going to, um, you know, compensate accordingly, whether that is I'm going to keep attracting them until one stays, I'm going to fix it. There's something called the, um, the compulsion to recreate and overcome childhood hurts. This is a Pathwork lecture. If you guys have an interest in this topic, this is an incredibly um, powerful lecture to read. And I'm going to pull it up for you. So it's Pathwork is the name. It's, it's the, the work that I started in. It's all one word, Pathwork. And there, it's based on 257 uh, uh, lectures that were channeled. Um, and one of them is called the compulsion to over, uh, recreate and overcome childhood hurts. And what that means is, and it's just probably one of my, one of my favorite lectures, um, cause it just wraps up the entire thing. We, we continuously attract. So let's say you had a, a father who you didn't quite get enough love from, right. Or enough affection, maybe just cause he wasn't that type of person. But of course you decide that it's about you, right. Cause, uh, it's, it's sort of child, your, your experience is child-centric when you're a child. Um, and so you then, um, and, and you wanted him to love you and he never got that. So that's the childhood hurt, okay? And then what the child does is they, um, they, they attract the same experience over and over again to try and fix it, okay? So let's say that's a little girl who didn't get enough love from her dad she will spend the rest of her life. So she will go to high school and she will be attracted to men who maybe don't give her very much love. Okay, there will be some similarity in all the men that she dates. She won't be attracted to the loving ones. She doesn't want the loving ones. She wants the one that will help her get what she wanted, which is her dad's love. That's why, you know, psychologically you hear, oh, you know, women are attracted to men who are like their father or vice versa, Right. It's that's 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 a psychological level. The deeper level of that is this. Okay, that's this. This is what's actually happening on a consciousness level. Your your childhood self is um, is is insisting on fixing something, which by definition, you guys, is not broken. You had the dad that you had. He was perfect for you. Perfect for you. He gave you all the woundings that you needed to get over. He gave you all of the gifts. He encouraged you where he encouraged you. He gave you a hard time where he gave you a hard time. Your father was perfect for you. The one you incarnated with is exactly the one that you wanted on some very, very, very deep level. 
It's okay if you can't see that piece yet. That's not relevant. Just trust or at least consider the possibility that you may have gotten exactly what you desired and look at the gifts that came from that. Okay. So anyway, so you go from, so so, so this child, so this little girl grows up and she's finding men who, who she can, who she can get a different response from. But of course she's looking for men who are not going to give her that response because those are the ones that are like her father. Her father didn't give her a response. So she goes through life and she's attracting these men and she can't figure out. And she goes, oh man, there's something wrong with me because that's the underlying belief, right? He would have loved me. He would have been more affectionate if I'd been better. Or, you know, if, 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 you know, there's clearly something wrong with me because he doesn't love me enough. It's like, no, that's, that's just, that's what you got. But, you know, what I just say, I just said there's this, this, this level of perfection in the, the, the parents that you incarnate with. So, um, so on that level, you, you literally came in in order to experience these particular issues. So it's, there's nothing to fix. Okay. It's very important. Things can get better. You can hurt less. You can grow more. There's a lot to grow. There's just nothing to fix. Right. So, so you incarnated specifically to have this father who doesn't quite love you enough so that then you can spend your life learning to love yourself. Maybe you needed that father in order to experience your spirit wanted to experience, to learn. This is why we're here, folks. Your spirit wanted to learn that the love that it so craved is actually not that love at all, but in fact, the love of the self. And then what will happen in that little girl's hypothetical story is that she will, well, she'll do a couple of things. She'll do an an infinite number of things because this is just the setup, right? And she can do whatever she wants with it. She can be a victim and she can just spend her entire life until the day she dies attracting men who don't love her enough and she can die with this issue, okay? She could also, um, uh, she she could solve the issue, meaning she could look beyond what is it she's looking for. She could notice the pattern. Hmm, I seem to be attracting the, the same kind of men. I wonder what that's about for me, right? And then she can, she can shift and she can learn to give herself the love that she's been demanding and, and, and desperate for from others her whole life. And if she does that, then she will that is the only action that can actually fulfill, that can actually shift that childhood experience. So because she's, you know, the the whole process is going forward because she made an incorrect conclusion when she was a child, which is the fact that I'm not loved enough is my fault. That's not accurate. You just, you feel not loved enough. Okay, that's the truth. It's my fault. I'm bad. Da, 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 da. Now we're in a way that actually is arguing with reality. That that may not be uh, clear here, um, but you're you're going somewhere with it. You're interpreting. Let's, let's call it that. You're putting meaning on it. I'm not good enough, and that's why people treat me this way. Okay. Well, the the only problem in that whole statement is I'm not good enough. Because if you believe you're not good enough, then yes, you will absolutely allow people to walk all over you, and you will not be respected. And then you go, see, nobody respects me. I'm not good enough. 
Whereas if you didn't believe that you weren't good enough, then when someone treated you like shit, you'd be like, hey, I don't super love that. Let's try something else. If you didn't carry that underlying belief, then you would be, then, then, then when shit happens to you, it wouldn't confirm anything because you wouldn't be carrying that inside, right? So she's, she's going through this, this process and she's, the whole thing is based on an erroneous belief, right? My dad didn't love me enough. It's my fault. I'm going to fix it. This time, I'm going to get loved enough. So in order to do that, let's say that her little conscious self, um, subconscious self, obviously, um, spiritual self was, 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 des- was desiring this. And then she's literally looking around her life for people who fit the mold. She can't learn the lesson and fix the problem if she finds, if she dates someone who loves her enough. She can't do it. It defeats the purpose. <laughs> See, what we think we want is not usually what we want. What we get is exactly what we want. And yet there's a disconnect between what we think we want and what we actually want. And so, and so, okay, got a call coming in. Hi, this is uh, Dominique Drew with The Art of Attraction. Yeah, hi, it's Brian. Um, I just saw your uh, Facebook Live with answering questions of we're friends on Facebook anyway, so... Awesome. So I, I looked at your Facebook page and I saw that you are also a dating coach too. Me and my girlfriend are dating coaches and we're just starting it. Great. And so we're trying to figure out Facebook ads. Like we're just now launching our Facebook ads. We're doing the testing and everything. I've asked for signs from the universe. The universe has shown us signs of the specific sign that I wanted, which was so hard to find because I wanted to be rare for the universe to actually show me signs but the thing that we're struggling with is we're trying to figure out a plan of how to scale our ads how to make our ads work like how do we get our benefits maximized so that we hit that time frame that the universe had promised us and how do we get you know working towards those facebook ads like what's a good facebook ad strategy that you've used or something that you know that can help us out with growing our dating business because our unique dating business approach is that we're helping people find their dream partners or at least get close to the dream partners. And we do that because I found my dream partner in her. She found her dream partner in me. So we're trying to help people with that. And what's your expertise? What's your training in this? It's basically, we're doing dating coaching, but we're the first step is helping them get their confidence back gain their confidence and right what's what's your what's your training and expertise what what training have you had that you are now coaching with us we developed our own unique framework based on things that we've used in the past when it comes to what attracted us to each other what brought us together you know that kind of thing and we've also researched you know the latest things going on in the dating news and find out what's working for some people. I've talked to several of my friends. I've actually coached for free in the past, years ago. Several of my friends, when it came to their relationship issues, when it came to dating, I was the quote-unquote wingman for several of my guy friends for years. 
helping them try to learn how to talk to women and the art of the approach and things like that. And then when it comes to Jessica's side, her expertise comes from all the different men that she's dated and gotcha. how she worked on herself spiritually to get to me. Okay. Basically. All right. Well, the question you're asking is beyond the scope of this podcast. I'm not going to talk about, fa- about Facebook ads here because it's off topic. Um, however, you have noticed, you have mentioned a couple of things that um, I can comment on. And one of those is what you're expecting from the universe or uh, in, in a way the phrasing you used indicated that you felt you were sort of owed something or you're trying to hit, hit the timing. The, the timing is now. Um, it's, it's unfolding as it's unfolding in, in perfect timing for you because I can't do anything else. Um, it, you know, what you sound like you, you want to have is some kind of an, an agenda or you, you want to move things along or you're hit, you know, you're going to hit some goal and that's, that's great. It's good to have goals. Um, but as far as what the universe, you know, the, the way you phrased that there was something off there. Um, there's nothing that, you, you need to do to hit any timing in the universe. The universe has no timing other than what is. It's just what do you want to do? Um, so you can sort of use that to take some pressure off. Um, okay. Yeah, because I've already, I've already set my goals. Because basically, let me uh, tell you a little backing of what I did. I asked the universe for, you know, what do, how do I, I'm trying to remember how I put it. Um, Basically, we, me and her, we did an intention setting because we're both, you know, we did a little intention setting of the law of attraction and we put it out there that we want to move in together. We want to live together. And we kept hearing, you know, September inside of our hearts saying September. It's going to happen in September. So that's why that's why I kind of phrased it the way I did because this September. Yeah, this September. Okay, so what's the problem? The problem is, you know, just trying to get past, you know, trying to figure out how to scale the ad so we can, and, you know, like I said, the whole Facebook thing, trying to figure that out. It's, it's like we just launched our business, the Dating Warriors. We just launched our Dating Warriors platform together and well, finally getting the social media up and running. It just, it seems slow to me, you know, and it's like, I'm the type of guy that's like, I want to see things happening. I want to see <laughs> Well, you're, you're arguing with reality, Brent. You said you set your intention for September. It's September 4th. What's the problem? You know what I mean? If yeah. if you set your intention, let it happen. You have to allow it to happen. But a step back and just let it happen. Well, I mean, yeah, like like take the steps that you're gonna that you're gonna take. Um, but if you set an intention for September and you're impatient on September fourth, that's a problem. Right? Because <laughs> you haven't been disappointed yet. You haven't it hasn't not happened yet. So so now you're already now your 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 humanness is coming into it, and that's going to mess up whatever your your larger conscious self wants to do. Um, yeah, that's so. So there's that. the The other thing is, I want to severely co- uh, uh, um, uh, can't think of the word I was trying to think of. Um, caution you. There we go. Again, starting a business that you don't have any expertise in. Um, it's really common for people to be like, oh, well, I found a girlfriend so I can help other people find girlfriends. You know, you have the, you know, your control group is one in the research that you've done. Maybe you've done it with friends. Maybe you've done it with people in the past. Let's say now your control group is, let's be generous and say a hundred. 
over the span of your life. And a hundred out of, you know, seven and a half billion is, is not a very large control group. You know what I mean? So you're, so you're running, you're about to run a business on, you know, well, it worked for me. Now, by definition, that almost excludes you from having any actual expertise because by definition, anyone you work with is going to not be you. So 100% sure, the, the only thing that's 100% sure is that what worked for you is not 100% going to work for anyone else. Does that make sense? Well, that's how it is in coaching anyway. I mean, What's when it that? comes to coaching, we're not really the experts. We are, we help them find the answers. That's what I was always trained in when I went to a coaching academy and things of that nature and the various trainings that I went to when it came to business side of things. It's like they always taught me, all my mentors taught me that we don't have to have the expertise necessarily as coaches. We just have to have, you know, the ability to help them find their own answers. Right. That is the expertise. Yeah. Mm. It's coming from them rather than from us. Yeah. Because a lot of times as myself in the past, as as an example, a lot of times in the past, we have actually, you know, basically gotten in the way of our own thinking, like when something's about to happen, like right now. Um, and then we've gotten in the way of our own thinking and mm-hmm. our own thought process comes in. And then all of a sudden, what do we do? Oh my God, what do I do? You know, what's this, what's that, what's that, you know, and just help it, having somebody there on the sidelines to help them as they go through it. Like within dating, it's like, okay, what are you trying to do? What's the objective? Okay, well, obviously you're trying to learn how to talk to women. Okay, cool. All right. How many women are you talking to on a day-to-day basis? What are you doing? How are you approaching it? That kind of thing. You know, asking them open-ended questions so they can get closer and closer to trying to find out. Well, yeah, but you can do that with, at the bar with your friends, really. I mean, open-ended questions, you know, that's the first thing anybody would ask. If your friend sat down with you and said, hey, I'm having a hard time speaking to women, you'd say, oh, okay, what's, what seems to be the problem? That's, I, I, I just would caution you to, to be very careful that you know what you're doing because I'm not hearing the expertise. Like, what is, where is your gift? What are you giving these people that they can't get from their friends? What actual experience? And I mean, training, not like, oh, I've spoken to a bunch of women, so I know how to talk to women. That might be good. But if, if that's what you're offering, make it clear that that's what you're offering. I wouldn't call that dating coaching. I would just call that, you know, bar advice. Um, and, and, and that's fine if that's what you want to offer. But just be, be really careful because, you know, when you have people coming in and, and paying you money to get results, you need to be able to get them results, which means you need to have gotten a lot of people results before you start your business. And I don't mean, you know, you gave your friend some advice and he followed it and, and it worked. I mean, like a systematic program, like you need to know because these people are going to see you as a, um, as an, as a, uh, an authority. Okay, they're going to get vulnerable with you. They're going to share things with you that they wouldn't share with people normally. And you need to be able to know how to hold that space. Holding space is an activity. You know, it's, it's something that you learn to do. Um, if you don't know how to do that, you can potentially do some serious damage, some, some rewounding, especially if you're, t- you're working with really sensitive um, men, you know, men with confidence issues. They're already nervous, right? They're, they already have low self-confidence, the wrong word from you, and they will hear it a certain way and you can re-wound. So, um, yeah, that's all, well, that's the art of communication. And that's one of the things that, that's about guilt, gifts. That's one of the things that I know how to do when it comes to other people. Like I know how to actually get them to open up and I know how to actually walk them through it. Cause that's, 
how a lot of my guy friends became my friends in the first place is, you know, where I used to live, I was helping strangers out, even just talking to them and being open to them because a lot of times that's where it all starts at. For me, I strongly believe that that's where it all starts at. Having somebody there to talk to you, not like a counselor where it's like, okay, let's go into your past, let's go into what happened, you know, with your ex and things, but more like having somebody to talk to about, okay, what's going on right now? You know, where are you right now? What's going on? What are your thought processes going into this? Like if you walk, if I were to stand next to a guy named, say, John, and we were at a bookstore or something, it's like, okay, you want to talk to that woman that's over there? All right, what's going through your head first? What's going on now? You know, and get deeper and deeper and dig deeper and then help them build that confidence using techniques that I've learned from other people because I have learned other techniques that helped me. Because I went from being depressed after my ex broke up with me years ago to becoming best friends with her and overcoming that using techniques that my mentors taught me. And I've even developed my own unique framework that's actually helped me. So now I can walk into any store and I can walk up. And if I wanted to, I could walk up and talk to any woman I want. Same with my girlfriend. She's able, she works in the HR field. She's able to take anybody and not only professionally, but on a, what's the word I'm looking for, uh, intimate level and take them at their most vulnerable and take them through it and get them to conquer where they're at. And that's what it is for us. Gotcha. All right. Well, um, my, my position holds, I'm, I'm listening really strongly to, to, to hear what it is that you actually do for these people. Um, and I'm, I'm, I'm just not hearing it. So that's just a little bit of feedback for you. Um, you know, take it or leave it. A lot of people start coaching businesses from your type of position. So it's not particularly unusual, although it is a bit of a pet peeve of mine personally. Um, but yeah, um, just, just please be very, very careful. Please know that there's a lot more to, um, the, the beings you're working with than you can see, than you have the capacity to see, um, know that because, um, you know, there's, there's a lot of shit going on under the surface. Um, that, uh, that I I don't think that you're, you're accessing. So just be, be careful and, and be smart. Um, and yeah, as far as the September thing, you know, there, there, there's no issue here. Um, please have supervision of some kind. I, I sincerely hope that both of you separately are seeing someone who is really, really good, like every single week. If that's not the case, please remedy that first, because when you have a client, you don't know what to do with, you need somebody to go to and, and, and talk to about that. Um, so yeah, I, every coach should have a coach. That's every the, coach should have that's a coach. The thing that I believe in. Absolutely. Good. Um, yeah. So, um, yeah, good luck. And, um, and I, I hope it goes well. Yeah. Thank you. My pleasure. It. Take care. Uh, thank you. Yeah. That's a tricky one for me, folks. Uh, <laughs> I'm going to be super real. I do not like that at all. Um, that is the kind of thing that is, is really easy to do. People think, oh, I've, I've learned a lot about life. I can give people advice. Um, and you can absolutely give people advice. But if you're going to charge money for it and promise something, then you need to be trained. You need to be trained. And not coaching training, man. I call myself a coach. Coaching is bullshit for the most part. I'm just going to toss that out there right now. It is. Um, it's very surface level. It's like, oh, how do I organize my 
my office, you know, oh, okay, well, here's what you can do. You can put paper over here and that's coaching. Okay. Coaching is like helping you organize your life. It's like, you know, helping you, um, you know, uh, you know, fix little, little, little problems or, oh, have you tried this or a new way to structure your business or something like that? Um, but it's not, it's not very deep. And people who are trained as coaches don't tend to be trained very deeply. They train, wouldn't be trained in like the, you know, like, like what comes across at Facebook and memes, right? Like, um, just let it go or focus on the positive or, you know, have an attitude of gratitude. It's like stuff like that. Um, that, you know, that, that, you know, you kind of understand that there's a certain level there, right? But it doesn't go very deeply. So, so if you are, you know, because the, the, the training isn't very deep, right? It's, it's psychological at best, right? Um, and so, you know, the, the work I do is like just, you know, fucking craters down, you know, caves down belief beneath the crust of the earth. You didn't even know, you know, went that deep, right? Um, and it's not that it needs to be that, that deep and coaching can really help people. And that's great. What I do want to say though, is if you're working with a coach and you're not getting the results that you want and, or you're not, um, enjoying the experience, um, please find another one. Please don't think that it's you. Same thing for therapists. Therapists are not required to see therapists. Coaches are not required to see coaches. Um, psychologists are not required to see psychologists. You need to know that the person that you're dealing with is a person. And if they like, I, you know, I, I'm, I, I get work every, you know, at minimum every single week. And that's because, you know, this is also my, my life thing. It's like, I, I want to get better. And so I'm seeing someone for, for me at the same time. But as soon as something comes up with a client, I've got someone there that I can ask questions to. And I can say, Hey, this came up or, or what fucking happens is you're sitting there in your therapy office and you've got a client and your client triggers you right? You're still a human being. You're incarnated as a human. You're going to get triggered. That's cool. That's all right. Right? Um, but if you don't know that you're being triggered, then you lay that shit on your client, right? Your client comes to you and says, um, you know, uh, uh, example, example come to me. Um, you know, let's say his, 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 he just found out that his wife had, had cheated. And so he says, oh my God, you know, what do I do? And the attorney, you know, the attorney, the uh, therapist says, well, you know, you, you should leave her. She's been disloyal, disloyal. It's, it's, it's done, whatever. And it turns out that could have been like a fabulous marriage that, or maybe he'd cheated first and he hadn't said whatever, but the, but the therapist's viewpoint then comes into the the, the relationship, like, oh, let's say that therapist has been cheated on in the past and that really hurt. And so she's like, oh man, I know exactly where you are. Here's what you should do. And that's based on her experience, which is one person's experience that does not represent the whole. Okay. It's just a little data point. Oh, that's interesting. Let's see, you know, well, you could leave her. How does that feel? You know, oh, that feels petrifying and lonely and I don't want to do that. Okay, great. Now's not the time. Let's, you know, let's, let's talk. Let's, here's the first thing that should happen. Here's my, I'm shooting. Here's the first thing that should happen in that relationship. Let's just, let's grieve. How painful is that for you? Tell me about it. Tell me about where you are, how much this hurts. 
right? Wouldn't leave with those questions. I would just say, you know, how do you feel or what's here now? But the invitation is to um, to hold, to 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 express what you're really feeling. What's here now? That's the question that guy needs to be asking. What's here now? You know, my wife is cheating on me. What's here now? Oh my god, I don't I don't know what to. I, I can't I can't believe this happened. I don't know if it's my fault. Okay, so we've got some shock. Shock is here now. Great. Let's let ourselves be in shock. This is what animals do, right? They get scared, they go into shock, and they sit there and they freeze. And at some point, the shock wears off and they scamper off and go live their lives, right? But the body will actually, um, and I, I believe this is true. And if somebody's listening that's uh, it's not, please, um, please correct me. But when they go into shock, they're actually not quite frozen. They're actually vibrating. They're, they're in a very, um, it's a very small amount of, of movement. And the, the body's actually like shaking out the, the trauma. It's like getting rid of it. This is one of the reasons why um, uh, animals don't hold on to trauma as much as humans do is they, they let go of it more in the moment. So, um, so yeah, so there might be shock. It doesn't matter. It's all about the client. When it becomes about the therapist, that's a fucking problem. You can see how much this fucking bothers me, right? Like the energy just comes out in my speech. I, I can't even, it's like, to me, that is, is such a massive um, violation of someone's profound trust and vulnerability. And I, I, I just, it just, it just, just gets to me. Um, so when, it, when the therapist starts making it their problem, right? And by that, I mean, they think they know the solution based on their own life experience and or they're triggered and they, they respond from that place. Now, the, the client's not getting a, a clear mirror anymore, right? They're getting advice. Like, I never tell my clients what to do. Just about ever. I never give advice. H- how on earth should I know what you should do, right? H- how on earth would I have access? You've lived with yourself your entire life you know yourself better than anyone. You know the situation better than anyone, no matter how much you and I talk. What on earth would I be able to, you know, to, to contribute? How, how arrogant of me to assume that I would know the answer to something that you should do. What I do instead is I show you what is, right? I show you the, the, the thought processes. You know, that guy's on the phone. I go, that's interesting. I'm not hearing any expertise. Where's your expertise? And he talks for a while longer and I go, I'm not hearing any expertise. Where's your expertise? And so what I'm, and then at the end, I'm reflecting back. I don't hear any expertise. Are you sure you have some? <laughs> right? And I don't think that he particularly does within us, you know, certainly not in the, in the dating area. Right? So, so then had, had he, you know, wanted to become more conscious in that moment, he could have gone, oh, that's, oh, that's interesting. So now, do I want to go on this path? Do I have any, do I want more expertise? Do I want to keep going as I am? Whatever. But then that's, that's the invitation to awareness, right? And then you get that piece. And then if it's something like I've been single for a long time and, and, you know, and then I, we, we chat for a while and it turns out that every time he sees an attractive woman, he turns away. And if I point that out, that's interesting because you seem to have this pattern where you see an attractive woman and turn away. And if that weren't conscious before, then in that moment, he goes, oh my God. I do do that. Huh. And then the shift happens. Now, the options continue. You can keep doing that, but you can see this. It's, it's keeping you from what you want. So most people don't, right? But you can. You can keep that or you can um, uh, change it. 
right? Or you can look at it more, or you can sit with it, or you can, who, who do you want to be, right? That part's up to you. But with the therapy thing, here, here's another example. So let's say, you know, you go in and you've got a girlfriend and you're like, yeah, so my girlfriend and I, like during sex, like she really wants me to spank her, right? And the therapist, let's say the therapist has issues in this area. They think that spanking is a negative thing in bed. And so they go, oh, well, that's a distortion. Did you know that? And you might go, oh my God, really? Because you're talking to your fucking therapist and you're supposed to, you know, like listen to what they say. Like they're supposed to be imparting good advice or, or you know, reflecting really is all they should be doing. Um, and so, uh, and so then they go, yeah, that's, that's actually really unhealthy being spanked in bed, wanting to be spanked in bed. She should probably see someone like a psychiatrist because that's just really, you know, she, maybe she's got some abuse stuff. Maybe she's got some like rape stuff. I don't know what's going on with her, but you know, I can tell you that's a really negative thing. So if you hear that from your therapist, you're going to think, shit, maybe that's a negative thing. I mean, we have really just been enjoying it. Actually, it's brought like light and love into our relationship and fun and it's sexy. It's hot, it's erotic, you know, but, but there, now there must be something wrong with it because they're in a position of authority. And so the reality is spanking in bed is great. Good for you. Spank away. As long as both people are into it, consenting adults, go for it. Really right? Enjoy yourselves. Have fun. You've got physical bodies. Play with them. They do a lot, right? That's, that's sort of the, you know, but, but, but if she's got issues around that, she's got beliefs that she's not aware of. That's why I checked in with the, the caller we just had to see if, if they have um, help, if they have people that they go see, because those are the people that point that shit out. They go, hmm, you seem to have some energy around, you know, BDSM or, or things that are kind of kinky. What is it, you know, what, that, what might that be about for you? And that's where the adventure is, right? That's what you learn. And, and, so, and so then you learn about yourself. Oh, it's interesting. Oh, it's because my parents had an abusive relationship and I've always linked BDSM with abuse. Turns out that's not a fine line, okay? BDSM and, and, and an abusive relationship are not close to each other in any way. In fact, it's the other extreme. The amount of trust and uh, communication and shit that you need to have when you, when you engage in, in activities like that is considerable, right? You have to be able to talk. Same thing with polyamory. Same thing with swinging or open relationships. Like you need to be, you know, you're, you're the, the, the level of communication is incredibly high. It has to be, or it's, it's dangerous, right? It's dangerous for your relationship. And so those people actually um, tend to have really, really, really good relationships because <laughs> they work on them. They care about them. They put effort into them, you know? So, um, yeah, so if you are in, you know, just to, to kind of bring this back, you know, if you are in a, a, a relationship with a therapy or coaching relationship with somebody and something feels wrong or you're not getting results or, um, you know, you listen to your body a little bit, um, then find another one, please. Really find another one because um, it's incredibly damaging to keep going down the wrong path there. And you just don't need to, you know, there's no need for that. Um, yeah, I think that's all I wanted to say on that one. And look, you know, if you're one of those people that tends to give advice to your friends and tends to um, you know, be want to help people and things like that. That's a fantastic thing. Go get some training. 
learn how to do it. You know, don't, don't teach something that you don't know and then charge money for it, right? That's what gives coaches a bad name. Now, I, you know, I, you're, if, if you're sitting here thinking, doesn't she call herself a coach? I absolutely call myself a coach. And the reason I do that um, is because that's a word that people recognize, <laughs> truthfully. You know, the work that I do, if you've ever listened to the show before, you'll know, um, is, is, is incredibly deep. Um, and I'm really more of a, of a facilitator. Um, I, I'm a mirror, you know, I help you to see what it is that's going in on in you, um, when you can't. Now, how am I able to do that? I'm able to do that because I've spent 15 years getting rid of all my own shit, clearing and clearing and clearing and opening and opening and clearing and allowing and then finding more and clearing that. That's the only way to sit with, with, a, uh, with space, with a clear slate, right? You can't see yourself in a mirror if there's writing all over it. That's what I mean when I say the therapist can't hold, hold the space or she's got her own ideas about spanking. And now she's projecting those ideas onto you in a, 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 a manner of authority from a place of authority. So you are believing her distortion and she's passing on her distortion. Okay. Um, you know, what, I, what I've done is I've, I've found distortion after distortion and I've cleared it and I've cleared it and I've cleared it and I've realized where I was wrong and I've adjusted to reality or I've found where I carried beliefs and I challenged them and I let them go. And I've done this so many times that when you talk to me, Honestly, half the time, even when I'm just out in life, not even like holding an intentional healing space for my, for my uh, clients, but especially in that state, um, I can just, I can sit there and I can be blank, right? So when you say something to me, it's not automatically painted with a certain kind of meaning, you know? Oh, he's a, he's a coach. Okay. That means a certain kind of thing. It's like, well, no. Okay. So you're, you know, or you're a man, that means a certain kind of thing, right? We started this out with uh, hatred and distrust of women, right? You're a woman, so that means, means you're untrustworthy. It means you're, uh, you're selfish. It means you're self-absorbed. It means you're um, nurturing. It means you're motherly. It means you're all these things. What do you believe about women? Write it down. Write it down. If you guys have ever heard of mind mapping, um, it's a great exercise. You, you write a word on a piece of paper. This one would be women. And you draw a circle around it. And then you draw lines out from that word um, like a sun, like a child would draw a sun. And, um, and, on the, and then you just free associate. Okay, women, what? Uh, I don't know. Nurturing, loving, submissive, um, selfish, you know, whatever it is, whatever words come out, positive, negative, all of them. And it will show you what it is that you believe about women, right? And that you're carrying around. Every time you see a woman, something, some, something's firing in your brain. You don't even know about it. And it's, it's impacting. I, always, I almost want to say damaging. Most of the time it's damaged, or a lot of the time it's damaging. I'm not sure if I'd want to say that all the time without sitting with that for another minute. but. But it is wildly impacting because you might decide that, oh, nope, I think you can probably say damaging there 
Because even if you decide all women are nurturing, right? Some women are not that nurturing. Many women are not that nurturing. Many are, maybe even most are. That's not, that's, that's a, that is something that's typical of femininity. Yes, of course. Um, And yet it's not across the board. So if you carry this women are, you're out of reality. Can you see that? Because you're deciding all women are. And and that's because of experience, because you've experienced 10 in your childhood who are nurturing. So now women are all women are nurturing, right? This guy has has helped a couple of people through their dating problems. Um maybe, hopefully, and, and has had great luck himself, and yet does not um, you know, and 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 is assuming that will work for everyone. And that's where the distortion lies is like, no, I have no dating expertise and I have helped a lot of guys get through their dating issues, see why they're single and meet someone. It doesn't have anything to do with dating. That's how I'm able to have that kind of success. So, um, so, that's, so that's really important. That's really where the, the, the crux of it is, okay? So that is all for my time for today. Thank you guys so much for joining me. I do appreciate it. If you'd like to find out more about how to work with me, you can go to my website, which is dominiedrew.com. That's D-O-M-I-N-E-Y-D-R-E-W.com. And um, you're welcome to download and subscribe to the podcast. It's everywhere. It's you know Spotify and and uh, Google Play and iTunes and everything. Um, and if you're looking for a particular um, platform. You can find all of them on dominiedrew.com forward slash podcast. And um, there's also a contact page there. If you're interested in working with me, I have an eight-week program that just accelerates everything that you want to do. I have people who come in who aren't even um, uh, wanting to meet women necessarily. Um, they just, you know, they, they want to work on something in their life, anxiety, you know, performance, work, success, they can't attract money, whatever their issue is. Um, you know, the, the area of expertise here is in self-sabotage. So if you want help finding out where you're holding yourself back and how to stop it so that you can just skyrocket right to what you want to do, then this is the way. And I look forward to speaking with you. Thanks so much, guys. Talk soon. Thank you for joining me for this episode of The Art of Attraction. This is Domini Drew signing off and reminding you that if you love this podcast, please hit that subscribe button, rate us five stars, and most importantly, share this episode with someone you know needs to hear it. See you next time.